Welcome to You'll Love This. I'm Holly Perkins, and today Casey is out. She has been out of the country, uh, and so I have a special guest filling in for Casey. Please welcome the hilarious comedian, filmmaker, you know, just all around favorite person that I know. Mr. Seth Pomeroy. <laughs> What's up? Expected a round of applause when I when with all that lead up. <laughs> That's something great was good. Yeah, thank you. Oh, so happy to be here. Wow, you'll love this. Big fan. Yeah. Um KC's not around. Great. No. She's so fucking international. We're all so fucking you know. impressed that she's Lucky not her. from here, so she doesn't hang out here. She just <laughs> fucking jet sets across the globe while the rest of us Americans eat our McDonald's and fucking watch the real world. Yep, uh, yeah. Is that she's, American? Yeah. Okay. So I'm saluting a flag right now as we speak. Mm, I, um, I'm Holly's boyfriend, to be clear <laughs> to everyone, if it gets a little personal. Oh, yeah. They've heard somewhere. about you before. Oh, if they're okay. longtime listeners of the of the podcast, they know mm. uh, I have a boyfriend named Seth, and this is him. Yes. Hello, uh, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> All right. So the movie that I chose first to watch is called Holiday in Handcuff, starring Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez, which is why I chose it, because... Seth loves Mario Lopez. Now available on DVD. All Trudy wants is to be the perfect daughter. I have nothing to offer. No husband, no grandchildren. So this Christmas, she's bringing home the perfect boyfriend, even if it is a felony. I'm not her boyfriend. (gasps) She poked a musket in my ribs, tied me up with furry handcuffs, and drove me to wherever I am right now. Furry handcuffs. Now I'm embarrassed. She's holding him hostage, but he's stealing her heart. Oh, I um, just needed the, uh... <sighs> Melissa Joan Hart. Mario Lopez. I hope you're not expecting much from Santa. <laughs> A federal offense probably puts you on the naughty list this year. The ABC Family original movie, Holiday in Handcuffs. Now available on DVD. Lock one up today. Should I talk about Mario Lopez for a minute? Should I tell me I why want you great? to, yeah. Yeah, so this movie, you can find it on uh, Hulu, not Netflix, which is where the good movies live. Uh, Hulu has good other movies, but this one was not one of them. <laughs> Just truly, I hate it. It's garbage. <laughs> it's not good. Well, okay, so here's Mario Lopez. Yeah, okay, so, so tell us about your love of Mario This is actually Lopez. the first episode of a podcast I'm starting called Loco for Lopez. Uh, this is the first one. It might be inappropriate for a white man to have a podcast that says Loco, but I don't know. But I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Let's talk about Mario Lopez. So... A.C. Slater, of course, is probably the thing he's most known for. I grew up watching Save by the Bell. Probably. No, definitely it is. I don't know. He's been on a lot of red carpet bullshit these days. Some people oh, yeah, probably grow up e. being like, presenter. he's that great yeah, red yeah, carpet yeah, guy yeah, with yeah. dimples and the six pack. God, he always, the dimples. He takes his shirt off every chance he gets, so he probably if, does that on red carpets. Look, I don't know. If you had a body like that, I would be ripping your shirt off in front of people all the time. See, but here's day. the deceiving thing about Mario Lopez is, yes, he is ripped. Yes, he has dimples. Yes, he has like perfect skin complexion and beautiful hair, but and that jawline. He's very he's... like down to earth uh, person when he's at his best. He presents himself as a down to earth person. He really close personal friend. Yeah, he's, he's like a guy you go to the gym with. That you're like, yeah, he's more ripped than me, but he never brings it up. Like he's that kind of guy. All right, and all right. so, so the thing about Mario Lopez to me is this. 
So I have a big gap in my understanding of his career, but basically Saved by the Bell, I grew up on Saved by the Bell. I'm 39 years old, so that shit was for me at that age. I loved him. I loved the show, of course, uh, but I wanted to be Zach Morrison, and I didn't want to be A.C. Slater. But I, I always thought he was good or whatever. I liked all those people. So, you know, I know he's on E.T. and shit like that. I don't know what he does as an actor or anything, but then this Saved by the Bell reboot comes out, like, two years ago, I guess, and to anyone that's listening that doesn't know anything about this, the Save the Bill reboot is literally some of the it's best. It's actually so funny. It's some of the best fucking comedy writing I've seen since Community. It's very reminiscent of Community. It's There's a lot of joke density. There's a shitload of jokes and all. It's truly, you, like, I think when we first watched it, we were like, eh, we'll check it out because we both love Save by the Bell. I'm just curious if it sucked, and, really. And I mean, it doesn't suck. It's so funny. It's beyond doesn't suck. It's, it's really it's fantastic. It's really great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really great. But more importantly, Mario Lopez is so fucking good in it that he has a, he has a, a comedic persona where he's sort of, you know, he's he's the doofus who doesn't know he's a doofus, right? But, like, he's as good at it, good at it as, like, I don't know, like, John Malkovich and Burn After Reading or, or something like that. Brad Pitt and Burn After Reading. Like, it's, like, characters that are so supremely stupid that they're sort of amazing to watch. He's so He's good. very good at that. He's great. So, what hurt... Well, so I got excited about Mario Lopez. I'm still very excited about Mario Lopez. Uh, uh, sexually, I'd like to sleep with him. Yeah, so but I, no, uh, but I, um, I'd be fine with that. So I, yeah, so I got excited about him, and I've been pay- I've been like watching his performances in this show and being kind of enamored with what he's doing. So I keep being like, man, someone's got to do something for Mario Lopez. Like he's really, really got something. And so we thought, oh, if we yeah. watch Handcuff. Holidays in handcuffs or whatever the fuck. I could be like, oh, here's Mario killing it, but before he figured it out or something. Yeah, so but it's when not I the was, case. Yeah, it sucks. it's not good. He's no. not even doing anything. It's not even his fault. He's well, doing nothing. Yeah, so when I was thinking of movies that we could do, you know, Seth's not gonna watch the bad Christmas movies with me. He just won't. Uh, which is why they're mine. You know, I watched Real Housewives of the North Pole by myself this week, and it was mm-hmm. glorious. But I thought I I knew I could get him with a Mario Lopez movie and I knew this one was around. I hadn't I don't think I'd ever seen it before. Um but it's basically I mean I'll give a little rundown of the plot. I I don't even want to say plot cuz nothing so happens. Did you say the one but the, the whole thing is on the fucking she, IMDb. Melissa Joan Hart plays a woman uh God, what's the woman's name? It's something the best terrible. Part, well, it's like Trudy or something insane. What's little Pootie from the street. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, but That's the one of the only Trudy. Parts. Her name is Trudy. And uh, she gets broken up with at her job. Her boyfriend comes in. He goes, hey, I'm not going to your parents' house for Christmas. We're through. She sees a hot guy come in. She gets a gun kidnaps the hot guy and forces him to go to her family holiday with her and pretend to be her boyfriend. That's and that's it. that's all he becomes like and he's with the family and he kind of becomes part of the festivities and starts to see who she truly is underneath or something. Yeah, but God, okay. but ultimately it doesn't go very deep. The, the, that plot. No, it's OK. <laughs> and it's one of those things where they start off showing you like, you know how some movies will like show the middle of the movie and then they'll come back and be like, this is how we got there. Yeah. This starts showing you like, mm, I'd say one fourth into the movie. 
And then you trace back to how they got yeah. there, which isn't hard to trace back because we know she kidnaps him. And it's probably the only the fucking only dynamic scene in the whole movie. So like, we well, can open with him running next to a car freezing and you're like, what's this movie about? That's yeah. about the only it's, hook they have. Yeah. So I can understand the editor was like, maybe put one of these scenes that's actually somewhat interesting at the beginning and maybe we'll trick people into it's, thinking it's good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they care so much about it being good or not. Honestly, that's something I thought about with these movies. As soon as it ended, like, not to jump all the way to the ending, but when it ended, it when it pulled back and showed the house or whatever, I was like, I was like, people love this formula. It doesn't even really matter if it was good. If I was, like, lonely and bored, I'd probably be like, oh, that was satisfying. No. But it's not. It's not. Well, it's... I'm just saying it has all the beats that make people feel like, oh, that's what, it, that, oh, well, it all worked out. Like, but for this to be a podcast about those movies mm-hmm. that are, like, heartwarming warming trash this is not one of those it is so bad yeah, i don't think it has anything going all, on yeah i don't think right out good. the gate we start with the goddamn perm yeah melissa joan hart is has a perm for part of this movie that is completely unexplainable why she gives herself she, she gives herself a perm and in her like cool girl loft eating Chinese food out of the container, they're like, just so y'all know, she's a cool girl. But to me, she's an absolute psychopath. Oh, she's like a frumpy, like, oh, I'm, I'm confused about life kind of for it's like. That's not a Melissa Joan Hart care. I will also good- say, I love Melissa Joan Hart. Like, I haven't seen, you know, I, I haven't seen like Melissa and Joey or anything, but I, Casey and I, recently watched drive me crazy together and mm-hmm. loved it well she's like, doing some that's one i watched sabrina that made her career. i watch sabrina reruns all the time like mm-hmm. i think she's actually great and very like bubbly and like i enjoy her acting she's not the right person i don't think for the role she was not she's no. doing she's, she's not. doing something she doesn't normally do which is like sort of like frumpy and like i'm weird i'm the weirdo my hair is messed up what can i do yeah. i wear this stupid dress it's sort of like it's so cartoony uh, it's not cartoony it's like daria or no 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 it's no, like no, no new girl it's, it's like, like they're trying no, to be it's like, like new uh, girl. what's the comic strip kathy it's like the comic strip kathy <laughs> yeah. it's like life's so hard right girls mm, when you're just a normal girl like this it's like that kind of thing and she's just like not the right person for that she's definitely trying crying i see her sometimes and there's some scenes where i'm like oh she's sort of doing it well ish but it isn't who she is and she doesn't get immersed enough in it for it to work but the hairdo thing is like a poodle head it literally looks like a poodle for no reason like it's not it's nothing it doesn't come into play it doesn't play a part in anything other than people going like what the fuck did you do to your hair but that's the joke is they're like oh let's have her have insane hair for the first and that would be hilarious but the thing is it's It's not not. it's not weird enough it doesn't (laughs) look crazy enough it just looks disgusting and weird I say disgusting because I have a weird thing for like beef stroganoff where I'm like that's disgusting like her head looked like some sort of pasta dish that exploded or something and it's like that's kind of funny i guess but it's not weird enough it's not crazy enough and that's the whole movie is honestly kind of like that like they make jokes but then they they don't follow them through enough she's also kind of mean like she says to her friend uh her friend that she works with she goes can you please control the chronic bitchitis like this is bad, right? They're it's just, just trying. Like, who says they're that? Like, but they're like, is this the kind they're of stuff? They're trying to make her saying? like an edgy cool girl, but she's yeah. so 
the perm is so bad and her eyebrows are insane in this movie. And I know that you don't notice that. No, I don't know shit. anything about any of these but things. But yeah, I guess. literally <laughs> kill the makeup artist. I mean, it is, it is so bad. There, well, I will say also, it's important to say, the man who directed this movie is directed a great movie. He's directed actually quite a few great movies, but more importantly, the the most important movie to me is City Slickers, which I think is an incredible movie. Sure. So you got to think the difference between an incredible and that it's a fucking modern cable. It was a cable movie. You know what I mean? Like it's very by the numbers, whatever, yeah. but you have these wonderful comedic performances by Bruno Kirby and Daniel Stern and, and Billy Crystal. And then it's like, Flash forward 15 years later, he's got $5 million to make a movie and it's Melissa Joan Hart. And they're like, I don't know, you give her fucked up hair, maybe that's enough. And he's like, I guess. Like, so crazy, the hair. I mean, I feel bad for Ron Underwood. Not that he's, he probably contributed to why it sucks a little bit, but you know, it sucks to see a director who made some good comedies make a pretty, like, empty, nothing movie. And they also, movie. she works, she works at a, an Indian diner. So mm-hmm. it is a Indian style restaurant that yeah, is a diner. Really, yeah, go into that enough. But that's where she gets the gun because the yeah, owner yeah. keeps his grandfather's vintage gun on display at the restaurant where you could just easily grab it. Right. Well, that, and she yeah. grabs like a vintage gun and just pulls it on the guy and is like, come on, we're leaving. He doesn't. Like, the reason this whole movie doesn't work is because it never, ever, ever seems like he was kidnapped. Like, well, that's what they're doing is trying to keep it just cute enough so you're not worried or that no, she's not scary. There's no chemistry between them. No, not at all. No, at all. He's so barely doing anything, and I. Love I mean, him. he truly is and like a up. slab of meat. Like yeah. he's doing nothing. Well, they give him one scene later where he talks about his background, and it's still like the most stock dialogue of all fucking time. Where it's like, yeah, I was married, and she died, of course, when she was pregnant or something like. They was that, <laughs> no, that right? No. What she said. What was the reason? He gave some like. His then my parents, background. Oh, right. Yeah, but it's a stock that you've heard before. So it's like. Yeah, but they do parents, that because they have to they have to establish that he has no family. So nobody's really wondering sure. where he is on Christmas. Yeah. Because he grew up poor without parents, yeah. lived with his grandparents, and has made himself into the VP of a finance company. Right. But Which it's is also un- like, no, you didn't. Yeah. And the scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, the scene is. Yeah. Well, he doesn't do any. He's clearly no, not doing anything. He's just, He's just hanging out at their house at a certain point. He's like, well, I've just settled into being kidnapped. I know. No, uh, he literally. Should we go through an order of <laughs> yeah, yeah, things okay. that happened? Let's go. So it's I feel like, like so I'm she... jumping to the end there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she she pulls the gun on him. She kidnaps him. She drives him to literally the middle of nowhere where her parents live, which they never explain. Why do her parents live in a cabin in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere? They're rich doctor people or something. And yeah, are they? I don't, I I don't they know. They say what anybody does for a living. I don't. I don't so. know. I just remember she gets. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking through my notes, and I've just written how angry I am about the perm. I don't know, 17 times. All I wrote I was said, Jackie Onassis poodle head question. Mark. I said the perm. <laughs> it really is the handcuffs of this movie. <laughs> um, uh-huh. she gets to her parents' house. They call it. They tell her she's got porn star hair, which I'm like, no, it's not. I've never seen a porn star with hair. Yeah, like, like a that. bunch of covenant or something. I mean, is that what, like, that's what it looks like? Like that's something about Mary. She just put it all in her entire hairdo was made of cum. Maybe. And then her dad, she tells him she brought home a guy, and he goes, "Oh well, I thought she liked the innies, not the outies." Oh, this is so so special. You are the first boyfriend Trudy's ever brought home. Yeah, we thought maybe she liked the innies, you know, not the oh, outies. God, Richard. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was about good. <laughs> that's good shit, though. That's the kind of thing where they're like, that sounds like a good joke. But you're like, I guess. It's, like, your dad it would be like, lot. I thought you liked vagina, not yeah. penis. Well, that is sort of like a weird, like, this is your dad's making a joke, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and so the, she tells her parents. Also, hey, can I point out who that actor is real fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't he, know. Who oh, you don't know who that is? Mm-mm. Okay, well, it sort of ruined the movie for me because he played George W. Bush on This Is That's My Bush, the the Trey Parker Matt Stone show oh. that they made when Bush was president, and they had a sitcom where Bush is an idiot who lives in a White House and his neighbor. And oh, really? It's very funny. I have it on DVD. Like, it's actually one of the better things those guys have made, I think. But anyways, he looks so much like George Bush. He was a professional George Bush impersonator, uh, George W. Bush. Wow. And so every time it cuts to him, sometimes he'd be like, that's my daughter. I'd be like, oh my God, it's George Bush is just hanging out see, with See, I him. didn't know that. Yeah, that was very strange. But it was funny to see him because I bet, I bet it's been hard for that guy to get work. So they're sort of like, you want to be in this fucking ABC God, family I mean, movie? And he's like, yeah, terrible. whatever. I guess. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look like George Bush. No one will fucking care. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways. Well, so when she gets there... She goes in first. She leaves her boyfriend in the car. Or not her boyfriend. Her kidnapped victim. Oh, well, also they stop for gas on the way there. And there's a gas station attendant who is like, uh-huh, into some kinky shit, are you? Which is such and a cable movie thing. Her, like- yeah. And he gives her a pair of furry handcuffs. And yeah. she's like, great. I won't have to tie him up with right. scarves. I can tie him up with these furry handcuffs from the horny old gas station attendant. Yes. And so then she gets to her parents' house and leaves him in the car and goes in and is like, hey, my Audi boyfriend is here and he's going to tell you that I kidnapped him. It's like a thing he does. He thinks it's funny. Don't embarrass him about it. Just go along with it. Laugh along. And so then when he gets inside, he's like, I'm not your daughter's boyfriend. She's kidnapped me. I'm held against my will. They're and like, they're ha, just ha, like, ha, this Which in a real movie, how that would work is he would like, he would like write a note and be like, oh, like we're doing a Christmas game. Cool. And then he writes a note. I've been kidnapped. And they're like, what a weirdo. Because they haven't had enough time to hear it. But he just walks in and just immediately goes, she pulled a gun. Like, you know what I mean? Like I they know. don't, they don't the bury thing. it at all. Like they don't work it out. It, he just immediately comes in and dumps it. And they're like, wow, that's crazy. Which she, no one ever, anyone would be like, wait, what? She <laughs> takes him. He, he fell and was unconscious. And she put his unconscious body into her car, tied him up. Held him at gunpoint, mm-hmm. and then he's just like, "She kidnapped me!" Ah, uh-huh. it's like, why isn't he going? Help! Help! Because ah! yeah, because this I'm tiny movie like, would dismantle itself because it's about nothing. And they can't it, do I things mean, like that over and no home. point. They have five million dollars. They got to move. They got ninety minutes and five million dollars. He has so much. Is that what they made the movie for? Yeah, five million dollars. Yeah, like yeah. five million dollars. Well, yeah. I did because I wanted to see what the difference in a budget or something like that in a real movie is. I mean, five million dollars is nothing, and they, I can guarantee you, Mario Lopez and I mean that's and, why and uh, Melissa Joan Hart got the majority of that money. Yeah, because they had to have. So, I mean, they got nothing. That's why it's just like, let's stay in this house. Well, I mean, yeah, and there's only a, a handful of actors. What's yeah. the one, the guy that played the brother? Isn't he on like Buffy? I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a little elf man. Kind she's of. there with. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had elf features. Appropriate for Christmas. She She's there with her whole family, which is her parents, her hot sister, her brother. And at no point do any of them question why he says he's been kidnapped. Well, I think like that's the thing. 
and like masterful shitty directing they keep it moving so fast that you don't if you were you don't have enough time with them but if you did someone would be like wait what but everyone seems to be so busy all the time or so obligated to do something that they can't listen long enough or whatever and you're like this is insane no one would let this guy stare for this goddamn long no, without uh, being like what's going on like and it he seems has weird. no clothes yeah. and they're like oh we'll give you clothes to wear and and it's like, why? I, I mean, of course I know why he's not screaming and throwing a fit because it wouldn't work for the movie. But yeah, they know it's she truly thin. is a psychopath. Like she takes yeah. they take the phones away because the mom is like no phones at Christmas. Mm-hmm. But she still Melissa John Hart still has her phone. She smashes it in front of him. Because this is back when phones cost nothing, and you could just smash your phone and get yeah, a new one. Yeah, she flushes one down the fucking toilet. Her brother's, which is a great not even to, hers. If I ever was gonna throw away someone's phone, I want to flush it down a toilet. That's hardcore. I mean, and it's that's the only good thing. I wrote movie. down if <laughs> I said if this movie doesn't take place in 2007, it sure is 2007 as a movie. And then I googled it, it's, and it is 2007. Yeah, it makes like, sense. The outfits, the makeup, the flip hair, phones. the flip phones, yeah. all of it is very 2007. Yeah, the comb, fucking poodle hairdo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's very 1997. Everyone was wearing that around. Fucking Spice Girls have that. 2007. Yeah, she's not smashing phones wearing that stupid perm. And. <sighs> um, Can I talk about some of the really bad dialogue that I wrote down? Yes. Oh, but first, can we revisit. That in the opening before she kidnaps the guy, mm-hmm. she she is late for a job interview because she's taking care of her fucked up perm. Mm-hmm. That she's late for a job interview with this guy that uh, Mr. Portnoy, uh-huh. who her dad has set up an interview for her. And throughout, she she says, you remember me? Little Pootie. And he called her Little Pootie. And, and they then she say, said Little Pootie little- from the street. <laughs> Which is like in the neighborhood or something? Yeah, like, Why do they call you Little Pootie? They were neighbors, I guess. From the street, though. It's like they're doing like, I don't, we don't know how to write jokes, so maybe we just Little make it Pootie. sound weird. And I guess, <laughs> like, I guess I because guess. her name is Trudy, like it maybe makes yeah, sense. But Pootie, I mean, Pootie. Little Pootie. Pootie it's, does I mean, not mean, I mean, it's, that's not a neighborhood <laughs> friendly name. I was Little Pootie from the street, remember? Was, and he's I like, God, please Pootie. leave. I have a family. <laughs> Uh, please leave little booty for the street. Uh, yeah, okay. that is insane. Sorry, but now you can get back into yeah, it. Yeah, so bad. I, I wrote down a bunch it. of bad dialogue. I also found the IMDb IMDb page for the quotes, oh, like yeah. quotes people thought were good enough to type out, which are it's insane. Which we should read at the end, maybe. Oh, God. But uh, maybe we can even act it out. That'd be funny. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, um, so okay, here's some of the stuff I wrote down about the dialogue. Like, okay, first of all, she goes. I'm not some kind of slut. Can you say slut on ABC Family? <laughs> I thought that was fucking insane. Her sister, she goes, well, I'm not a slut. I shouldn't say I slept with them. I'm not a slut. Implying slut? that she is a slut. That's a big word. And then she's like, how did you bag a guy that's so hot like Mario Lopez? Yeah, you, you that's slut. something we should all be wondering. <laughs> how did this slut get Mario Lopez yeah, to come slut. home for Christmas? I just can't believe they would allow ABC Family was like, yeah, slut's fine. Like, yeah. that's insane. Like, that's two steps away from the C word. I mean, it's just like, that's not a, <laughs> that's not a normal word to be saying in your parents' house. We <laughs> previously like, discussed the hierarchy of slut versus whore. Yeah. But, you know, and, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, so then there is like, there's these, so many stock lines that are just fucking pathetic that literally if you asked an eighth grade class, no, like fourth grade, what do you?
you think a person would say here as a joke and like yeah. they would have written these lines? Like she goes, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I think that's just an educated way of saying, would you like fries with that? Oh, what a, on earth? A liberal arts degree. Oh, yeah. He goes, I think that's yeah, a more, yeah. I think that's a more uh, educated way of saying, do you want fries with that? Yeah. That is like my dad wrote that joke in 1987. <laughs> like, I can't fucking believe they let an adult I say said, that. I wrote that. I said, <laughs> I said, it's like this movie was written for children. And then at last minute, they switched it to adults. Yeah. And they yeah, were exactly. like, well, what if it was kidnapped? Slut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add yeah. slut like, in there. Literally, Put a gun and a slut in there. She's such good. a brat throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, she acts like a childish brat. Well, they need some push-pull because there's nothing going on. But there's so no like, chemistry. She's difficult, I guess. I mean, it's... There's more bad Yeah, oh yeah, right? please continue. And then she goes, you know, my whole family's fighting over you like you're the last piece of filet mignon. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with me? They're fawning all over you like the last piece of filet mignon. Oh, yeah. Who? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying like a fourth grader would have been like, that's the kind of shit I would say if I was grown up talking to a guy. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that is like, I can't believe an adult would type that out. And then they rehearse these lines. Also, do people fight uh, over filet mignon? Is it The like last not- <laughs> piece of filet mignon? Is that a fucking outtake from uh, American Tale or something? Like, where is it like coming from? No, don't from? you talk about American Tale like that. Like that, that movie's great. That yeah. rules. I just like this idea of like, oh, the last piece of some meat is so important to the... What? I just... This is the most... And- that is bad And he's writing. like, that's I mean, what you wanted, horrible. right? And it's like, yeah, it fucking is what you wanted when you kidnapped me yeah. at gunpoint. Uh, also, when he's having trouble deciding if he should get married or not to the woman he was engaged to, he, he goes, ah, I need some air. And he goes outside. Now, in your life, has anyone ever turned to you and said, hey, I know it's really important. We're planning this vacation or whatever. Or we're about wedding. to get ma- I know, I know. I'd say something like that. Like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. this wedding. Like Any yeah. version of this in your life. If you said... I need some air and went outside. Your partner or friend would be like, Hey, what are you doing? You weirdo. Why are you outside? Yeah. Like, I just need to breathe more. What? This is, no one says this kind of shit. So the fact that like, I get it. It's just writing. And it's part of like the idea of this is what we hear in movies, right? It's like it's, that line has been said a hundred times, a hundred times in movie movies, but it's not warranted. They, they, we don't know anything about these people. And then like, they have a contentious relationship and he's just like, I need some air. And she's like, oh, I guess he needs some air. That's just insane to me that someone yeah. will be able to pull that off. Okay. In, well, in we should world. say that, that like but, the, the Mario Lopez character is. Yeah. Let's talk about Lopez. We haven't fucking talked about Lopez. He, so he, you know, he sucks. Okay. So he goes to the <laughs> diner to propose to his girlfriend, which he is the VP of a finance company. And he is, allegedly proposing to his girlfriend at an Indian diner. Maybe they met there. That's, that's I mean, maybe. Point but one, that's crazy. Stupid, stupid. Point two, that's crazy. Is it, Okay, so then he just goes, and he's kind of just along for the ride. He doesn't really seem to give a fuck. And then he's trying to get a phone the whole time so that he can call for help. He calls his girlfriend and tells her that he's been kidnapped so she and they kind of try to make her like a bit of a uptight bitch, but like she's much saner and normal and she's nicer the than Melissa Joan Hart's character. Frigid, rich girl who's like, I just want to have a beautiful wedding so much so that I haven't even noticed that my boyfriend is not interested in me at all. And that nobody's like, dealing with the trauma of him being kidnapped, including him. Yeah. Okay, so then but so she goes to the police, tells the police that he's been kidnapped. And at first, the cop makes a domestic violence joke 
Because she goes, she goes into the police station and they're having like a Christmas party. And so she's like, hello, hello, trying to get help. And he, so finally somebody walks over and he's like, ugh, like we have to talk to this bitch. And he goes, let me guess, domestic situation. Let me guess, domestic disturbance. Nice. I'm like, Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. What? ABC Family's like, whatever, man. Just I fucking mean, write anything. It doesn't. As long as the detectives in the fucking room were fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not doing anything but letting people walk into rooms no. and say lines. It's like when that old lady who's like the classic, like, I'm the bitchy old lady who drinks and talks oh, shit. Drunk, she barely a, has any scenes. She no. doesn't do anything. But I just thought. There's a she, drunk grandma. She's great. When she burst into the room. Like from she just got off her out of the off the plane I guess and just got her car there so she's like whatever she walks into the house and everyone's like grandma you're here I thought yeah. she literally got off the plane like 20 minutes ago that actress and they were like <laughs> yeah, here's your yeah, fucking yeah. lines they just pushed her in the room and she was like hey, yeah I'm, I'm angry or whatever and everyone was like yeah yeah we're fighting over you like the right. last piece of filet mignon and then cut it's so empty you're like what yeah. the fuck is this so yeah and before okay while they're there to you they. Show they try to show them like slowly falling for each other, but it just doesn't feel like that. Like at one point, her sister's doing yoga in jeans, and Mario Lopez like checks out her ass, and she's like, oh, "Are you checking out my sister?" And he's like, "Oh, you're jealous." And it's like, "Yeah, she's jealous. She's a psychopath." <laughs> but then they go and play hockey together. On just ice. And it's like, you can't just play hockey on ice. You can't just like you go. You can in ABC Family and, Land. And she falls on her head so much that she would have cracked her skull Maybe open. Maybe that's what they were trying to but say. But like, she's actually got couldn't he have just knocked her over and killed her and gotten away? Like. But he didn't want to. He At that point, he had just fallen in love with her angry grandma and everyone yeah, else. And, they, and this is her, his home now. They go on a walk together and we find out like, oh, he struggled. He's a blue collar guy. I, but I want to say that was one of, this is, if pe- people, if you don't believe me about Mario Lopez's fucking talents, watch that scene and, and watch how even though the dialogue sucks and is so empty, he's trying so yeah. hard to give it nuance and personality. He truly, I think Mario Lopez has a third act win in his future as an actor because he's had enough time between Save by the Bell and now that we've forgotten all the things we thought about AC Slater or him as a you know stereotype of whatever actor he is. For TV actor, yeah, e yeah. entertainment, whatever the fuck, he's now, but he's really yeah, talented. He's so when you watch him in these scenes, you're like, man, it's like as an actor, you're like, give this man a fucking real do line, something. let him do yeah. something, because he's so funny with one-liners and he almost has zero jokes. He just no. goes like, I don't know, crazy. He's lady. just along with the and ride. Like, I truly, he's truly not doing very much, no. which might have been because his asking price is probably higher than hers, and so he's probably like, I only have three days yeah. <laughs> or something. I don't know, but. It's just, I mean, at one point they're playing chess together and he's just going along with it. Just playing chess. At that point, they've just committed to, okay, he's here. They're falling in love, even though we have no basis for it. Yeah, that's when they like wink at it because she goes, uh, she's like, oh, oh, I I, I just, I made a chess move. Like she makes like a chess move and she's like, oh, I want to take it back. And he's like, you can't take it back. Uh Uh-uh, you've already done it. And she goes, well, she's like, but... What if it's right after you realize that you you wish you hadn't done it and you wish you could take something uh, back? Oh, and great, they're like, wink, wink, like k- kidnapping. Like what? It's just it's insane. And then right after that, they get they get caught under the mistletoe. Which have you ever kissed under mistletoe before? Yeah, I guess. Wow. I mean, as a kid, look at him I feel cheating like, on me. 
No, I feel like as a kid, that was like a thing. It's like when you were a teenager, you're like, oh, who knows? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've definitely tried to be like, hello, I'm know. under the mistletoe. Yeah, but also, but- who's ever like just tongue kissed someone on the mistletoe if they weren't already going <laughs> to fuck? I just don't. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh, you know what? You're right, old angry grandma. I'm going to kiss you. It's like, no, maybe it's like I like mo- you. It's like, who's it? Like her mom and her brother or somebody. And they're like, oh, oh. Mistletoe, oh, kiss yeah, of each course. other, kiss because each other. It's like, who does that? Him. Who's like, kiss her, kiss her. Who do, like, I don't ever want to see my uh, husband, my my sister's husband kiss her. I don't care. Like, Yeah, stop and all look yeah. at her. Well, it seems like they're trying to do this thing of like, he's falling in love with the family and the family's falling in love with him too. But it's only been he's one for her. day. Yeah, That's I, I can never really tell how many days it was supposed to I be. I didn't know until at the end they say like yesterday. He was ki- like when they go to figure out the kidnapping, they're like, hey, yesterday a man was kidnapped from your restaurant. And I was uh, like, they do like at least yesterday? two days. Yesterday? Yeah, before he gets arrested. It's though, been it's like, like days. three days, maybe. Yeah, 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 something like that. Because he does like come outside with a different outfit on. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I was trying to gauge how many days, but it was like, again, the kidnapping part is downplayed so it's fucking so hardcore wild. so they can stay cute that there's not a lot of like logistics I, in there. I tried to give up on this movie. At halfway at the halfway point, I was like, Seth, let's turn it off. Yeah, but I'm not going to talk about something I have and never seen all the way through. I was like, so we I can just it. talk about how bad this first 45 minutes was. I don't want to watch the rest of it. And he he made his power through it. And yeah, and as soon as the third act hit, Mario Lopez pops his fucking shirt off. So aren't you glad you waited? Uh, he looked so uncomfortable, too. Like, they did a wide shot when she sees him. She tries to go to the bathroom or some shit, and he's in there shaving or looking at his nipples or something. <laughs> and he's got his shirt off for zero fucking reason. But he's in there, and she it's sees him. It's not zero him. reason. It's about six reasons. Those ass. You got the packs. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm so chiseled. I was just in here being chiseled. But there's something about the way he's standing where it just looks like he's, like, uncomfortable with presenting it. Um, you know, which is, I feel sorry for Mario because again, he's, I mean, he's, he's a humble, not. Humble that's what he lives fellow. for. No, I don't think so. He's I think Mario's about more than you know? that. What is I, it? Who's the who's called? There's a model. It's called the body. Who's that? Uh, is that Chrissy Turlington or something? Jersey, no, but Jersey he Shore? is. He's the male body. You said Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore from Jersey Shore. <laughs> the guy from, <laughs> I don't know why. The guy from Jersey Shore. The guy from Jersey Shore. Uh, yeah, I'm three years old, and I went to get popcorn because I was like, I have to do something to break from this movie. And I was <laughs> and like, Would you like fries with that? And then I was like, That's how we talk. No and one talks like that. I get back from popcorn, and the scene that we start on, her mom is like suddenly depressed, and she goes, Terrible. Have you ever slept with more than one man? <laughs> she's like, like, Of course like, you have. I. I dream sometimes at night that p- underwear, piles of underwear follow me. Oh, shut the fuck up. That is like the lamest, like, house, like, my housewife's nightmare is underwear. Fo- is this from, like, a, the Dick She's Van like- Dyke show? Because that joke would work in 1951. <laughs> Maybe. But you're talking about a She's grown like, woman. I've never slept with another man. And so we find yeah, out that her mom is depressed. 2007. And- she never fucked anyone else. <laughs> Marky Post. Marky Post in the 80s was a sex symbol. Night Court. She had bikini photos of her. People had them on her fucking wall. Marky Post is a sex symbol. This woman? Yes. She is a huge sex symbol in the 80s. Yes. And you're like, Marky Post never fucked anyone else. <laughs> she just piled up underwear. Google this, this woman. This is when it's helpful to have an age difference with your boyfriend. Because I'm like, you know, Clarissa explains it all. Melissa I grew up Joan watching Hart, that, though. And you're like, 
this guy and yeah, I know who they really are. Characters. Well, because yeah. they've had long careers. And here's the thing: I, I dated a girl who worked on a lot of Hallmark movies, and they often get an older actor like that who's been a lot of shit, yeah. who's no longer relevant, yeah. like John Voight or somebody who wants to just get a paycheck, and they show up for four fucking days. They get paid, and they tell everybody, that's great. show me the stories they ever kiss their ass, and they go home. So, like, that's the dream. Yeah, but that's why you always kind of see these people that are like, who? That guy's been in movies in like 35 years. It's because he's just sort of like, hey, I'm here, and look. That being said, I'm not trying to shit on these people. I understand it's a job. Also, I also think as an actor, it's probably fun to do these light things. You know, you're showing up and just phoning in, and it's all good. Also, Melissa Joan Hart's probably a nice person, so you probably enjoy her company. So, if so, is Margie Post. I love her. So I'm saying, like, these aren't bad people, but they know what they're doing no. is like so thin and superficial that they're not bringing any of their talents no. to anything. Would say I would never, ever, ever want to watch this movie again, but would have killed to be on the set of this movie. Well, like, I love never, them. no, to hang out with Mario Lopez. <laughs> And be like, dude, let's write you a comedy movie that's great. That's what I want to do with Mario it's Lopez. So, I don't yeah, want to hang out I on know, that I fucking know. set and be like, so what's the George W. Bush guy going to fucking... If somebody was he, like, you, let's see no, what life right, was too. like in 2007, just the bumpets, the jewelry, the patterns, the fonts they use in this movie. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, so. it is so 2007. Oh, that's relevant to me because I'm 39, so I'm like, that's the way it is. And you're like, no, that's gone 20 years ago. And I'm like, oh, it seems like it's still happening to me. It's... <laughs> That's how I do it. I don't know what's the happening. The whole movie culminates at a Christmas dinner where... The only scene that's well-directed. The only scene. The whole... I mean, it's also... But not that it's good, but Ron, Edward, Ron so, Underwood is actually shooting the shit out of it and cutting and things yeah, like Yeah. The whole movie's kind of been like, oh, Melissa Joan Hart is such a fucking psychopath because her sister and brother are perfect and she's always lived in the shadow of her hot, perfect sister but who's in law school. they're crazy, too. And, yeah. It's like her Ugh. sister's in law school and her her brother has a long-term girlfriend who works in the city. And no, boy. She oh. wasn't... Sorry. I didn't realize you said it. I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry, apparently there was a lot going on in this movie. That Okay, but uh, the whole movie like hinges on Melissa Joan Hart is a... Um, it, it was like living in the shadow of her sister who's perfect and hot and in law school and her brother who is like smart and great and has a long-term girlfriend who works in the city and like all of these perfect things. And then the Christmas dinner is where all of that facade is broken down. And mm-hmm. her brother, her brother comes out to her in the garage, which is lit insane. They have like a <laughs> floodlight outside of the fucking window. And we're like, is this what a garage looks like? Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, she's like, oh, uh, you broke up with Julie or what? I don't know his girlfriend's name. And he's like, yeah, actually, I'm seeing somebody else now. His and, name is. Yeah. I don't bad know. Bad writing. Like Steve or something. That, so but that's what he goes. His name his, is Steve. His name. Ooh. Yeah. Great and, writing. Like, and she goes, oh. I think. I think I knew. I knew. I definitely knew. And it's like, oh, we're tackling the concept of coming out to your family on Christmas with a side character. Great. And uh, so so at Christmas dinner, he's going to come out to his family. And he's like, guys, I have something to tell you. And then the sister goes, wait, before you do, right. I have something to say also. And she goes like, she's like, I'm not in law school. It's not for me. I, I dropped out a year ago. And the dad's like, what have you been doing with the tuition I've been sending? And she, Which is like, you don't send tuition directly to a kid. You send it to the school. Yeah, it's another flame. But she goes, I used it to put a down payment on a yoga studio in California. 
And, and he she- goes, the land of fruits and nuts, which <laughs> means gay people and crazy people. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's like, do people say the land of fruit and nuts? Is yeah, they're very is? like, haha, the parents are conservative and rich and the daughter is I mean, liberal. He, like He looks like George W. Bush. They yeah, have a yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks like his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then. So then she, they're all like, oh, my God, our daughter's not in law school. She's a yoga instructor. And the mom is like so pissed at the husband and she's just drunk. And she's like, lighten up. It's fine. Oh, yeah, that classic she wants to do yoga. Christmas off the rails. Sucking wine. She's yeah. drunk now. You yeah. Know, grandma's fucking drunk driving. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then. But right. But isn't she sort of like, oh, they're stealing my thunder. Or she just also joins in on the. No. Yeah. So then the brother is like, I'm gay. And everybody's like, the mom's like, okay, I already knew, I think. And the dad is like, freaking out what? And then while they're all freaking out, the cops bust in to arrest Melissa yeah. Joan Hart for kidnapping. Oh, that's how it gets As real. they fucking should. See, but that's also like a real scene finally. Listen to all those things going on. Every other scene is just like, he walks into a room it's and she's so like, did you ever play this game growing up? And he's like, nah, I didn't grow up actually. I, I grew up without <laughs> growing up. Like, you know, like every yeah. scene is like, it's just, there's no reason for anything that happens. So like, that's a, at least, that's why I say he... Ron Underwood, if you're out there, I re- I recognize you're a real filmmaker, and that there's a moment there where he was try he actually had enough things going on to where God. a scene could happen. But ultimately, the movie is just a lot of people just saying so stock things and doing stock things, and nothing happens. Like, uh, and he fake proposes to her, and so she has this giant ring, and right. then this woman's like, "Well, girl, you better hold on to that man." Oh, like that was something I was going to talk about. <laughs> so this is another filmmaking thing. It's like. The third act, as soon as they hit the third act, they're like, we got to wrap this fucker up. So they start fast tracking their like hookup. Yeah. So the government worker lady is like, oh, you better not let this man go, which is hilarious because <laughs> like government workers, do you think they give a fuck about anybody that comes to the window, <laughs> especially enough to be like, damn, this is the guy for you. Also, if a government worker or like a janitor or anyone went, hey man, you should be with that girl. I'd be like, cool, janitor person. You don't know what my fucking life's like. That lady's horrible. She's an alcoholic. Hi, nobody has any idea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, so anyways, she says that and then it's like, uh, you get an art, this gets this art show invitation out of nowhere or, or she's making art show invitations. She, yeah, because at the dinner she was like, and I want to be an art I'm not a corporate juggernaut. I'm an artist. That's the other thing that's important to say. The whole fucking movie they're talking about like, oh, she's actually a really great artist and she has a a way of looking at humans that's, it's weird, but it's beautiful. But here's what it is. We never see her painting ever. She has paint nowhere on her, not on her clothes, not on her life anywhere. Not even in her cool girl loft where they're paintings or anything. But at the end, they kind of go, oh, here's some of her paintings and show you she's getting ready for a show. Well, that's great and everything, but it's like my friend who's like, Oh, I'm writing a novel. I'm writing a novel. Well, like if I'm, you're always telling me that, and you're never alone. I don't believe you're writing novels. Like if this girl was really a painter, she would have been painting somewhat throughout At some this movie. Point. It's st- maybe, <laughs> it's just maybe, like, maybe what crazy idea? Maybe instead of giving herself a fucking perm, she yeah. could have been painting something and got caught up in a painting and, and that's why she was late to the interview. Stupid that like, way. Yeah, we yeah, don't something. have to make yeah. her, she could have accidentally dyed her hands or something mm-hmm. and her hands are red. Like, there are yeah. so many things they could have done other than the yeah. fucking perm. Ugh. I don't care about the perm like the perm. you do, but I will say, I think that's a joke that could work in a real movie 
but they do it so long and it doesn't look weird enough. No, so you're just so like, it's just annoying. It's a bad hair. It was like David, Hass- David Hasselhoff yeah. or something. Well, and it's he, like curly. It's just curly. He finds a book of her art. And so when her parents are like oh, coming at her, he so stands lame. up for her and he's like, She's an artist. You know, sh- yeah, like I've seen her art and it's beautiful <laughs> oh. and dark and kind of oh. weird and touching and beautiful. And it's like, haha, he's talking about her. In this loving But it's it's way. just, yeah, it's so bad. And then, so the cops arrest the family and then he doesn't press charges. So they're just like, well, that's all, folks. Well, now they're like now their lives are separate and what's it like and they're moving so fast in a real movie they would take their sweet ass time but it literally is her just going well this art show's a very big deal to me I hope everybody comes and then it cuts to him and he's looking at wedding invitation he's like "Mm, I can't make a decision you're like come on guys it just like and then like yeah the way it all comes together is so fast that you're like okay they haven't had enough time away from each other to be like I love her and her mom is like (laughs) her mom like gives her a little talk that's basically like you never know what could happen. Maybe you'll get back together with the man that you kidnapped. Right. But it's all a cute, wacky affair in this family. They're used yeah. to it. Flaming and, and so Yeah. And so she's <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, and, and she runs into him outside of the police station. And they have a little chat. And he's like, you know, I just don't know that I can trust you. And. And it's like, yeah, you can't trust me because I fucking kidnapped you at gunpoint this yeah. week. Well, they fell in love as soon as he told her that he had no parents or whatever. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> whatever this... is required for people to fall in love in these type of movies, yeah. they did it. So That's to it. tell <laughs> the the so to just top it off and tell her that he loves her, he buys her painting. Oh yeah, and then it takes her to this building uh-huh. and goes, "This is." the whatever their names are gallery and studio yeah which is he's bought them a place to work together he bought her a studio and bought him he's gonna go in his yeah. own business he broke off the marriage and then was like let me purchase some real estate <laughs> right now <laughs> for also, me and my crazy for the, kidnapper for a lady who may or may not it's be like tell me that me. you haven't dealt with the loss of your parents mm-hmm. and your attachment issues yes but there's yeah. no better way to let me know that than the fact that you're dating yeah. your kidnapper. That's true. Maybe it what is. What a fun story for his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe that is what it is. It's like, this guy's fucked up. He's He's got love bombs, people. I mean, he doesn't even know this lady. Oh, you know, like, I know, that's yeah. The sequel. She, he's got serious issues because his They're childhood. both so fucked up. He's they like, I thought if I bonded. bought you an art studio that it would fix all of our Imagine problems. I mean, like, how did you guys meet? And they're like, <laughs> funny I know. story. Also, how do you get the spark back? You're like, you have to kidnap me every fucking three years so we feel like that was magical again like and then they're just yeah they're in love and they start kissing each other and it's and honestly that scene is not earned it's not earned by any means there's no reason why she would go to this fucking place and be lit like that there's like 700 candles lit was that oh, for yeah. the wedding or something did he just go hey no, you guys for the studio so who lit the like- fucking candles i'm just saying he probably like- has an assistant he's a vp at a yeah. company or he took the people who were gonna work the wedding was like hey will you actually help me do this weird uh, i love you i thing bought her weird little weird painting lady. of a fucking yeah. snowscape uh, that reminds me of where she took me and as it's a got a lit up victim. gazebo there was a whole scene oh, a lit up yeah. gazebo that's like the most white people shit you see that in so many movies oh, yeah. they're, like, they're like it got magical because oh, a gazebo lit up I forgot it, no, it, about it, that scene. it got magical because a wooden box in the middle of the woods lit up it's weird so if, and he if makes her do a full Figure skating routine. Yes. But if you get baited by that emotionally, you're a sheep. You're a sheep. If you react to I that mean, for real, a gazebo lighting up, that's not that special. Well, it is. It is beautiful, <laughs> but it's beautiful in 
you 100 know, movies. A Princess Switch, it happened. Yeah. It happened in Princess Switch. It happens in Cinderella Story. It happens in Sound of Music. It happens. Every, gazebos are everywhere. Lighting up gazebos is some Which magical they're nice. shit. Maybe sometime you could light me up a gazebo. I wouldn't even we'll go see. near one of those. Yeah. I'll light up my car. I'll turn the lights on. Fuck it in the car. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, but even. <laughs> Holiday in handcuffs style with a gas station attendant and his furry handcuffs watching. God. Even uh, their, their kissing is just disgusting. Well, it, you know what's funny? They only truly, I think, made contact twice, twice. because they turned their head. Yeah. When they turned their head, they were faking. And then they came back and kissed a little more because, you know, they got to sell it. But here's the thing that's funny about that is, like, as actors, when you turn your head and you both are just fake kissing for a moment, like, what's the point? I understand you don't want to cheat on your boyfriend or whatever, it's but disgusting. who cares? And he is you so know, hot. You're already making out. It's you just, know. yeah. It's like, there's just absolutely no chemistry with them. There really is not. They're not even, yeah. I guess they're mismatched in a way that's kind of And I don't cute. feel that way. Like in Drive yes. Drive Me Crazy with Adrian Adrian Grenier, uh, they have great chemistry. Like mm-hmm. I, I would watch Entourage. them make out all the time. Yeah. So Entourage, Entourage with Adrian Grenier. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's my favorite oh, song. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite song of all time. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but their kissing just is nothing. And it's like Mario Lopez hard nipples the whole time you watch him on screen but he is just i do not want to watch him kiss her i think he's just so great and and here's the thing about him he has a humanity to him that is wonderful yeah yeah. for a guy that looks the way he looks the way he carries himself shouldn't have that he's also very feminine no it's like your friend's hot uncle he's a very unique he's a unique talent he really is that's why you're like man give this guy something because he's he's magnetic you want to be Around him. You want to listen to him talk. Everybody shows up and say by the bell of the reboot. You're like, oh shit, he's about to say something. It's, and he always is incredible because he can meet, he can meet the talent level of the writing. So when he's using like, when he's yeah. doing really bad writing and he's got this much talent, he just can't bridge the gap and he's yeah. just kind of there. And you're like, man, give him something because he can't do stuff. Well, you know, he was in, uh, another holiday short, uh, as Colonel Sanders. Oh, like a KFC commercial or something? Uh, it's like a 15-minute holiday movie. That's just a commercial. Where he plays they, Colonel Sanders. They lied and pretended it was a short <laughs> film. That's how marketing works. But I bet he's more magnetic yeah. in uh, oh, the I'm Colonel sure. Sanders movie And he than probably got a lot of handcuffs. room to be funny. Yeah. Oh, I actually should watch that because I bet he's very funny in it. Uh, See, we're still big Mario stands, but not... Loco for Lopez, dude. <laughs> episode one. We just dropped it today. Loco for Lopez. This uh, movie is We so drink Coca Loco, that coconut it. shit. <laughs> we drink that while we do the podcast. Uh, podcasts are about gimmicks. Where's the gimmick in this? We should be dressed like reindeer and talking in a foreign language. Uh, okay, so the other thing I was going to say, though, let me see. Uh, yeah, again, when it ended, I thought, well, people love the formula so much that it probably feels pretty satisfying, even when you know it sucks. But it doesn't. Well, I know. But as like a filmmaker, like a lot of this perspective, if you don't know the fuck I am or whatever, it's coming from a filmmaking perspective because I'm a filmmaker and I've made a couple documentaries and feature documentaries and I've written some screenplays and shit. So when I, in Nashville, Tennessee, where it wow. doesn't matter and I've gotten no money for it and nobody gives a shit but me. But I do do the work and I work really hard on it. And uh, I know about like structure and stuff. And when you get to these sort of payoffs 
uh, you kind of you could kind of land any payoff if enough of the stuff lined yeah. up. So I felt like at the end I was like, okay, well enough of the stuff lined up, but it doesn't mean uh, the contents are any good. It just means so it just means that when some person who watches this who thinks it's just okay or was oh well it was stupid but it was fun is somebody who feels the structure of a rom com so hard they like it so much that they're just excited to feel those shifts because. Me and Holly just recently watched Sleepless in Seattle, and I, I have n- never oh, seen yeah. that movie outside Classic. cable, maybe. Amazing. And I hadn't seen it like 20 years or something. And we watched it, and it's a real fucking movie. It's so a beautiful good. movie, and it's very old Hollywood. It isn't rom-com, Matthew McConaughey, Jennifer Lopez, How to Lose Don't, a Guy hey, in 90 hey, Days hey, shit. Hey, hey. I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying, I know those are movies, those too. Those are also But great. I'm saying, like, that's the beginning of a genre, and then, like, in, uh, what do you call it? Like, a... A distortion of the sure, genre, sure. like yeah. or like a you know it's 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 bloated, a bloated version of the, of the genre. Right. And so when you see these things, they still have all of our beats. But in Sleepless in Seattle, when he sees her across the street, and he's like, "Oh, that's that girl." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh," and she can't cross the street. That is a moment that is what it feels like when you're enamored right. with people. It's not. But a, they have such chemistry, right? But we but we know them as people enough, yeah. and we know the scenario enough that when they lock eyes, we're like. Oh man, go over to her, but he does it right. So here's the thing: you can take those same beats and put them into these shitty ass movies, and they do it. It's so bad. And this bad. is why, for me personally, I want to defend the rom com as an art as an art form because I do believe there have been some very brilliant pieces of work made under the guise of like, or not the guise, the mode of, of rom-com storytelling. And then they took that parameter and just like they've done with action movies and stuff and basically just willed it down to guy meets the girl in a cute way. They get into an argument, but they really like each other. Like, you know what I mean? They just do all three of these, they do all 15 of these things and then they have a rom-com and it must feel satisfying to some people. But I think, but it's not good. But I, I think that's what I'm saying. It's not that, good. That's what I mean by saying, like, I watched Real Housewives of the North Pole, a Peacock original, this yeah. week. And it was fun and silly and stupid. Yeah. And there was, you know, romance and plot. plot. Like, it was, it was a great, stupid, filler holiday movie with all of the snowy wonder beauty around it. But this movie is so bad. And it's like... There was a like a string of these freeform ABC Family whatever with like um, the anti-vax woman, uh, Jenny McCarthy. Not I Jenny mean, McCarthy. yeah, Jenny McCarthy's not Jenny McCarthy. Is it Jenny McCarthy? Yeah, okay, yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, like those are okay. This one is terrible, That's- and and it's like it's it's not even. There are a lot of these kind of genres, and I love them. It's what the podcast is about. Yeah, this is. So bad. And but let me is, ask you this. Holiday is a real movie, though, right? Your last episode was about Holiday. Is that correct? Yeah, but like, no. Holiday like is not like a... But, I mean, it's, it's a, a made-for-streamer movie. Right, but their budget's got it. It's oh, not yeah. this shit. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. When you watch but, these things that are like TV, you're like, this is like my grandmother might be yeah. like, that was edgy. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> when they said slut. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, maybe she'd be like, ooh, they're saying slut. She's eating little chocolates. But I mean, uh, it's so like, even at the end, <laughs> Melissa John Hart does a voiceover and it sounds like she's hoarse. Like, yeah. get her some water. Her like, voiceover is so there's bad. There's nothing. And she's not bad. Like She's she trying. Is, she is trying. She, but I mean, it's just, it's all around... I would say one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, and I'm sorry if you're listening and you worked on it, you love it. Yeah. I tr- I believe that you have talent. Like we said, these are two very talented actors. It's all a, a, 
a terrible, terrible, you know, it's like, uh, you know, if you've got peanut butter and jelly, you put them together in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, they're delicious. You put peanut butter and jelly on top of a steak, you're going to be like, this is terrible. Yeah. And that's. And if you go to Aldi to buy all of those things, well, it might not taste so fantastic. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, Aldi's, Aldi's all right. Aldi's the best. Aldi's all right. But Aldi's I'm just saying. Best, dude. Yeah, if you buy this fucking. Aldi sponsor this podcast. We love Aldi. <laughs> yeah, you buy this bootleg ass food and try to eat it. Yeah, it's kind of the I've same I've eaten a steak from the dollar store before. I just mean this movie's not a movie as much no, as I can pretend it can. It just can. tries. It's I, so bad in every way. What are these? Li- it's literally like a fourth so grader bad. wrote what they thought That's adults That's what I said. It's literally, like. it's like a movie oh. written for and by children. I hate it. I hate that. That it's that bad because I love Mario Lopez. Props to Mario Lopez and Ron Underwood. You know, Everyone else, I got put... no respect for. I'm just kidding. Marky Post is hot. They should have the put. They should have <laughs> just put Mario Lopez in the Family Stone, which is like a great version of this movie. That's the thing that sucks about <laughs> careers like this because he would be incredible in something like that, but they won't give him the role because he's fucking Mario Lopez. So now that we've waited 20, 30 years, he can be like Marky Post, show up, and nobody knows who the fuck he is. So he could have a weird Marky Post career at the end where you're like, "Who's that weird I'll old lady?" I'll never forget who he is. And I'm like, "She was a once a hot lady." Just like I would go, he was once a ripped man with a six pack. He's still a ripped man with a six pack. I'm saying he's going to be a character. Actor he will in 20 die years. He's with a like six John pack. Goodman from the 80s. By the time we'll I'm put, done with him, he looks like a statue <laughs> come to life. I want to see him in a Coen Brothers movie. Those fucking dimples. <laughs> I would watch those in any movie. I mean, he's a very attractive man. Little beady eyes. That's not the attractive <laughs> thing about him. <laughs> These are the things that give him character, that make him the David Martin we've come to know. At one point, you said, the whole f- during the movie, uh, once we found out her brother was gay, you said, I hope the plot twist is that he sh- is that he fucks her brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have been so that much been better. Great. Yeah, I thought he was going to fuck. No, I didn't really think that, but I was hoping the twist would be some sort of rip, and then one more. That would be great, yeah. and it would be like a leading LGBT Christmas movie thing. Yeah. All right. Well, that is Holiday in Handcuffs yeah. on Hulu, streaming on Hulu. I would suggest not watching it. Watch any other movie Watch that has a handcuff anything thing else. in it. There's a lot of movies that have like, oh, I actually handcuffed this guy. Midnight Run. Watch some shit like that. Just binge watch <laughs> Save by the Bell time. reruns. Binge watch Save uh, by the Bell reboot. Sabrina watch and Clarissa. Watch anything but this. Do not watch Holiday in Handcuffs. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, maybe <laughs> put it on the background if you like this sort of shit, maybe. I would no. never devote any attention even to it. Even it doesn't even have enough Christmas atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, it does have beautiful snowy trees and stuff, but it's not like Santa. There's no, like, there's not enough Christmas in it for me. It's just winter mostly, which are two different things. Um, winter with a family. It's just, it's bad. Uh, should have called it the family winter. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been Holiday in Handcuffs with Seth Pomeroy. Bye, everybody. Thanks for filling in, Seth. Merry Christmas. Um, where can people find you if they're interested in hearing more of the things you have to say? Oh, you can find me on Twitter. It's Seth Pomeroy, S-E-T-H-P-O-M-E-R-O-Y. Same on Instagram. Uh, I am making a documentary feature film that hopefully will be out very soon that I'm very proud of. Yeah, he's working uh, about so hard. a guy named Chris Crofton, which you'll know who he is eventually if you don't already. So that's what I do. I'm. Uh, you can find me on that bullshit. Uh, there's other things probably. The internet. The internet's where Follow I am. Follow him on I'm with KC in Singapore currently or wherever the fuck she is. <laughs> I'm in Malaysia. That's racist. She's, she's, she's in South America. I, she's just, I just meant that she's out of the country. I'm just making fun of her being out of the country. I'm in London. All right, Seth, where can people find you on Instagram? Uh, oh, only on Instagram? It's, it's Seth Pomeroy, S-E-T-H-P-M. PM? <laughs> PM me and I'll give you the handle. Uh, find my handle, PM me, and then I'll hook you up. No, it's Seth Pomeroy, S-E-T-H-P-O-M-E-R-O-Y. Um, I, also on Twitter, 
uh, and also YouTube, uh, The Ultimate Funny, which is my sketch comedy oh, video yeah. channel where there's a lot of great stuff in there I'm proud of. Um, As bye. always. Bye. Bye, Seth. Bye. I live in this house. Bye, Seth. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Perkalurk and KC at KC Shornima. She will be back with us next week where we will be covering a much, much better holiday movie than this. Um, so stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. You can like, subscribe, follow, do all the things, and we'll be back next week. Bye.